Super Talk Mississippi media production. Kickstart your adventure now with a new Gud Golf Cart from Country Carts of Brookhaven. Gud Golf Carts are assembled right here in Mississippi with the best features around. And best of all, they're street legal. Country Carts of Brookhaven, 401 Highway 51 South, phone 601-748-0454. What's up, everybody? Good to see you on this Wednesday morning. I keep bringing this up at the beginning because I'm excited about it. Just one more day until real live tackle football is on your television. One more day. Tomorrow, real live football will be on your TV. That's really exciting. But welcome in. Glad to see you on again on this Wednesday morning. I'm Michael Borky, and this is Mike in the Morning. Welcome in. If you're a first-time viewer, listener, whatever the case may be, you can catch this basically everywhere. Everywhere. Wait, it's Tuesday? I just said Wednesday. Oh, my gosh. It is Wednesday, JP. What's wrong with you, man? Get out of here. Get out of here. You threw, You just threw my head spinning. I, I thought that I was a that I was a day off. You're the one that's the day off, you you crazy person. Anyway, <laughs> glad to see you guys on uh, on this Wednesday, man. I uh, I hear you working at night. Yeah, I, that uh, that late shift has got to really throw you off, huh? Uh, but anyway, if you're a first time watcher, viewer, listener, whatever the case may be, you can catch this basically everywhere. And Will, don't do it. <laughs> Will says happy Thursday. Oh, <laughs> uh, you guys are killing me. Uh, you guys are killing me. So uh, yeah, this uh, I go live every morning, 8 a.m. right here uh, on YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Just search my name. Subscription is free. I've actually been asked about that. How much does it cost? Literally nothing. Just uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Michael Borky is all you need to search and subscribe on YouTube. Also follow on Twitter and Facebook. Same name. I'm not very creative. And wherever you get your podcasts, uh, iTunes, Spotify, wherever, Mike in the morning will turn up results. I think my name will as well, but Mike in the morning will turn up results uh, wherever you get your podcast. So subscribe there as well. Never miss one. And uh, I think I've told you guys this before, but just in case you haven't heard it, the plans for this football season as of right now, and things could change, I, I might be you know, biting off more than I can chew. But the plans for right now are to do two of these on Saturday, on Saturday during football season. It's uh, sometime around this time on Saturday morning, like a pregame show. That one might go away. It just depends on what is needed from wife and child on Saturday mornings. But once the games end on Saturday night, Late. It'll be late, so it'll be an after-dark kind of thing. Grab a beer and kick back, and and we'll talk football together. Uh, I will be recording live with you the Sunday show. A lot of people miss that. I have been told by a lot of you, hundreds of you, uh, that you missed the show. So I'm going to give you the show, different form, but you're going to get it. We'll record it live here on Saturday night, be available for you on Sunday morning. That is tentatively the plan right now for uh, for weekend content so subscribe don't miss anything because football season there's going to be a lot uh, to do today though we're tier ranking the sec and and i want your help on this so i got one of these uh tier makers 
Uh, I, I see that uh, that T Bob, uh, he and his show in Baton Rouge, they do stuff like this all the time, and it's really fun. Uh, they don't do sports related stuff though. It's like candy, cereal, movie character stuff like that, uh, and they'll put that out there and get people to debate and really tell them that they're wrong on Twitter. It's really good, just easy content, right? And it's really fun. Uh, they do a great job down there at that station in Baton Rouge. But anyway, uh, I'm going to do that today, but more football focus. I'm going to do it with the SEC, but I want your help. So I've got this tier maker set up, A, B, C, D, and F, and we're going to tier rank the SEC teams. So not overall program status or jobs or anything like that, but what you think the team is right now. What you think the team is right now and we're going to rank them, and I'm going to put it on the screen, and we're going to go through it, and I want your help uh, with this. I want your help with this, and that's what we're going to do today. To be honest with you, I'm kind of eh, not sick of it because it's good and interesting, but at least right now, there's nothing more to add to the expansion conversation. At least right now. I don't think so. Uh, The Pac-12 and the Big 12's leaders met yesterday. I think them merging would be a mistake, but I don't think that's what's going to happen here either. But good for them for trying to be proactive and figure how they can adjust to this changing landscape. I also, uh, it seems like the SEC, at least right now, is content with 16, and they do not plan to add any more teams, at least for the foreseeable future. And the ACC's television contract kind of leads that to be an issue anyway, because it's 15 years long as opposed to four years long with the Big 12 Uh, there are people that think that the other conferences want to delay playoff expansion because of this, and I think they're crazy. I think uh, you want to push that forward as fast as possible. That's just my opinion, but that's really all it is. Now it's just a bunch of what-ifs, and this is what should happen, and this is what – the conversation's kind of dying a little bit. So I wanted to you know, reverse course a little bit, have a little fun on this Wednesday morning, And we're going to tier rank the SEC. So let me display this for you. If you've never seen one of these tier makers, they are awesome. Uh, Really easy to put together. I mean, this was simple, guys. This was really simple to put together. I just had to upload all the logos, all 14 of them in there. And we get to do it together. It's uh, it's tiermaker.com, by the way. Uh, But this idea, honestly, is not original to me. Again, other people do this as well. Uh, but uh, I see T-Bob and and Jacob Hester and those guys doing it all the time, so I figured I'd jump into the fold and we can have a little bit of fun. Zach says, you're going to put State in the D tier. I'm going to agree with you, but I will still also call you an Ole Miss homer for doing so. (laughs) That's fair, man. That's fair. Uh, The thing about Mississippi State this year, And, Zach, I appreciate you a lot because you understand where I'm coming from. There are some people that will inevitably, uh, you know, call me names and stuff like that because I am in wait-and-see mode with Mississippi State. It it cannot be forgotten. While last year, and I defended Mike Leach last year all season long, and I, I will continue to do so because it was a complete stylistic change in a weird offseason where they couldn't really practice. It, it, It was I said going into the season, and you know that I got the labels, uh, that everybody needs to be prepared for that team not being very good. And, you know, I got eye rolls on the show, and I got called all kinds of stuff, and look at what happened. Fans needed to be prepared for that. And 
it bore out. There was never going to be a situation where Mississippi State was a great team in year one with the COVID offseason and all that. Everything was changing. Uh, so that's why I'm in wait-and-see mode. You've got guys like Barrett Salee, who I like, that think that last year was an example that State, it's just over for Mississippi State. I disagree with that completely. Uh, but they've got to prove it. Because a Mike Leach offense was blanked, completely blanked in two games last year. Not good. They really struggled to score against Vanderbilt. They beat Missouri, but Missouri was playing their backup quarterback at safety because they literally had no other options. Uh, so I'm in very much wait-and-see mode with Mississippi State. What they have going for them, though, is Zach Arnett is still there. I think they have one of the best pass-rushing linebackers. It's weird to say, but in college football, and Aaron Brule, in the secondary should be really, really good. And they didn't get enough love in the preseason All-SEC uh, teams. Not even close. Uh, State secondary should be really, really good. Uh, so they've got that going for them, but I'm still in wait-and-see mode when you've got one proven, and he's a true sophomore offensive weapon, and you don't know who's going to be your quarterback. Uh, so I'm not high on Mississippi State going into the season, but I'm not going to – like record predictions for State, I think, are, are are futile. It's kind of a waste of time. There's a lot of – I don't know. I, I have no idea – about this team in particular going into this season. A lot of wait and see for Mississippi State. So I appreciate you is what I'm saying for understanding that there's nuance and layers to that opinion. Uh, there's a lot of wait and see with Ole Miss as well. I expect their offense to be really good because who's the quarterback and who's calling the plays. Uh, but I, I keep hearing people say the defense is going to be better. And on paper, they should be. But I, I got to see that before I can tell you that they're going to be a 10-win football team. Uh, I got to see it first. They should be better, but will they be? I don't know. So thank you is what I'm saying. Plenty of potential, Zach says, but at this moment still unproven. JP says 139 and growing this Wednesday morning, 861 to go. I mean, that uh, that countdown to 1,000 is going to be depressing here for a little while, I think. Um, I need to reshape my goal, and if I get to 200 by football season, that would be nice. Um, 300 is a little ambitious. JP says, yeah, any football fan plugged in is going to give him another pass this season. Big strides in year three, year four, perhaps special. I'll tell you this, it has to look different for uh, for Mississippi State. It has to. I don't think fans, maybe I'm wrong. I could be dead wrong. I don't think fans care so much about the record this year. Again, I could be wrong. Of course, they want their team to win. But if it looks better, if they're scoring points and moving the football, and playing close games and the offense is improving, I think state fans would be fine even if they go like five and seven or six and six if it's clear the offense is functional. They can go six and six and fans could hate it or love it depending on how it looks. That, that sounds weird, but the people I've talked to seem to have that perspective. They're not focused on records so much as they are look with Mississippi State. Could be off. That's how it feels to me. Anyway, all right, so let's uh, let's tier rank the SEC via tier maker. Got all the logos here. Should we start with the worst and go up? I think I'm going to start with the best and go to the worst, although I think uh, the F tier will feature two teams, and that's extremely easy to fill in. But uh, anyway, all right, so here we go. 
A, B, C, D, and F. I thought about making it shorter, but, you know, what the hell? Why not? Uh, A, I think it's one team in A, and you guys can tell me if I'm wrong. I think it's one team in A, and it's Alabama and Alabama in a class by themselves. I uh, I know that there are people that think, and understandably so, that Georgia is the favorite, should be the favorite to win the SEC, but uh, I'm not there yet. And I am not there yet. I think Alabama still right now, even replacing a quarterback and replacing Sark and a bunch of dudes, Alabama right now, until proven otherwise, is in a class of their own in the SEC, even though Georgia returns a quarterback and mostly intact. They had bad injury luck with wide receivers this year. But even with the question marks around Alabama, doubting them or thinking that anybody else is on their level right now, I think is a stupid thing to do. I've done it before. I think that I have been wrong before many times. Alabama still to this day completely by themselves on the A tier in the SEC. Nobody else is on their level. Even Georgia, not on Alabama's level uh, right now. Not on Alabama's level. All right, the B tier. I think it's Georgia. I think it's two teams. No, excuse me. Uh, We'll see. See, I'm doing this. I don't have any notes written today. My notebook is closed, completely closed, I because I wanted your help with this. Uh, we're, we're doing this blind today. We're going to walk through it and talk through it. Georgia definitely is in the B tier. I think that they will be a team that wins 10 games. I think they're losing to Clemson in week one, and I think they will slip up somewhere else along the way, even if it's in the SEC championship game against Alabama. I do not think they are equipped to beat Alabama yet. And I don't think they are equipped to beat Clemson yet in the season opener. So uh, really good team. They should be anyway. All the talent in the world because of the way they've recruited. But I do think that they are a tier below Alabama. And Zach, yes, Texas A&M. People are sleeping on Texas A&M. If there is a fly in the ointment here, there's a fly in the ointment, it's Texas A&M. I think when Texas A&M and Alabama play a few weeks into the season, it's the de facto SEC West Championship game. Texas A&M possibly has it. They they definitely have the most experienced. They possibly have the best defensive and offensive lines in the SEC. They return basically everybody. And by the way, their running game is completely intact. Kellen Mond is gone, but the rest of Texas A&M largely is intact. They have NFL players on the offensive line. They have NFL players on the defensive line. They have a great tight end, a great running game. Texas A&M should be really freaking good this year. I'm talking about playoff contention good. They should be. I still think they're a step below Alabama because betting against Alabama or thinking anybody's on their level is it's just a stupid thing to do until proven otherwise. But if anybody can upset Alabama, if anybody can be that spoiler that wins the SEC that is not Alabama or Georgia, it's Texas A&M. There's no doubt in my mind people are sleeping on them. I don't know why people are sleeping on them because they were the number five team in college football last year, and they should have made the playoff. And everybody's back except for the quarterback, and a lot of people thought the quarterback was bringing them down anyway. Don't sleep on the Aggies. That would be a really stupid thing to do. That's going to be a good football team. They're experienced. They are loaded, experienced and loaded. So uh, elite lines in College Station, tier B, I'd say. Better wake up. I'm with you, JP. I'm I'm with you. Uh, People need to wake up to Texas A&M. 
this idea that, uh, I mean, there are people that don't believe in Jimbo Fisher. Uh, I mean, coaches are allowed to have bad seasons, right? I mean, go look at Jimbo Fisher at Florida State. It ended terribly, and he left behind kind of a dumpster fire, offensive line especially. But look at what he did at Florida State, and look at what Florida State has been since he's left. And now look at what he's created at College Station. I mean, doubting Jimbo, I think, is kind of a silly thing to do. Um, oh, I missed this, by the way, JT. No, you're right on the money here. If I were buying season tickets and we finished 6-6 six and six with a dramatically improved product in year two, I would be pleased. I, I think that's most Mississippi State fans. And you're a Southern Miss guy, but still, it, the same thing applies to you. Uh, does it look better? Early in 10 years where things are changing, it's all about look. I mean, you guys remember Hugh Freeze's first year at Ole Miss, all joking aside about how that ended, but they went 6-6. Six and six, But it looked differently. Same thing applies here. I think I should stop there with the, the second tier. I think A-tier Alabama... B-tier Georgia and Texas A&M, and I think I should stop there. I don't think there's anybody else in the SEC, including Florida, that is prepared today to compete with the three of them. Could be wrong. I, I just I don't think there's anybody else in the SEC that's, com- that's prepared to compete with these three right now. So we'll move on to C. I think Florida is an obvious choice for C. It's an obvious choice. Uh, Counting out Dan Mullen is also kind of a silly thing to do. His teams are always competitive, always good. Quarterback play has never really been an issue for him. He has found a way to make square pegs fit into round holes when it comes to his quarterbacks. Uh, It's just a wait-and-see thing. I'll have to see it. I mean, they did win the East last year. Lost so much, so much from that team. Uh, so I'm not exactly a believer in Florida this year, but I am a believer in Dan Mullen. I think he will have a good competitive football team that is a step below the three elites in the SEC. This one I'm having a hard time with. This one. LSU. I will put LSU in C, and it's mostly just talent-based. Uh, there are issues there. There are issues there beyond football. I think most of you would agree with that. However, they are too talented to ignore. And even with the injury to Miles Brennan, I think it's kind of a wash at quarterback. Um, I just think there are issues there that extend beyond talent. I mean, look at what happened last year, guys. They were that talented a year ago. They were that talented a year ago. And look at what they were. You could make an argument. See, Zach thinks that uh, LSU should be here. And I I wouldn't argue too much against you because of how talented they are. They've recruited at a level that very few in college football have. But with all the distractions, all the scandal, all the stuff, all the coaching turnover, it just doesn't sound like everybody's clicking there right now. So talent could carry that team to 10 wins this year. They absolutely could, but will they? Because talent should have carried them to seven wins last year. 
talent did not carry them to seven wins last year. Something's up there. Something is up there. Um, I can't quite figure out what it is. Oh, Zach, I'm an idiot. Oh, man, I missed it. He was making a shoe joke about Florida. He said Florida would be a shoe in for. (laughs) Can you believe that? I mean, that's the kind of stuff that you just don't get in college football. That's the kind of stuff you don't get. All right, excuse me. You don't get in the NFL. Florida cost themselves a shot at the playoff because a guy threw a shoe. (laughs) I mean, I still don't think we've talked about that enough. Florida cost themselves a chance at a playoff spot because a guy threw a shoe. Not only did they lose the game because a guy threw a shoe, that cost them a shot at the playoff because a guy threw a shoe. I mean, what? Oh, man. It's hard to fathom. Next up, this one's going to be a little controversial. Does Auburn fit on that tier with Florida and LSU? I don't think so. I think Auburn's down at D. There are people that believe in Auburn, though, and believe in Brian Harson. And, you know, the wild card here is Derek Mason calling that defense. There's enough talent there for them to be really salty on that side of the ball. But um, is Auburn on that same plane as LSU and Florida? I say no. I think D is going to be very crowded right here. I think it's going to be very, very crowded right here. And I probably need to add more tiers, honestly. Uh, Because I don't, for example, I don't think that Tennessee fits on the same plane as Auburn. But I also don't think Tennessee fits on the same plane as South Carolina, for example. I probably should have added one more in, in hindsight. Should have added one more. Ole Miss. Where do they fit? Do they fit alongside LSU? In your opinion, I want to hear it. Does Ole Miss fit alongside LSU in Florida in a tier right now? Or do they belong with Auburn, Tennessee, Kentucky, Mississippi State, Arkansas, Missouri? I needed to add another one. (laughs) I definitely did. This one is the most fascinating one. Where does Ole Miss fit? Are they alongside Florida and LSU? Or are they alongside Missouri, Arkansas, Kentucky, Tennessee? Let me see if I can add one more. Can I add one more? Because that would fit better. I can't add one more, can I? (laughs) No. Oh, that's a shame. It's too late. It's too late, so this is what we got to deal with. This is what we're stuck with. Where does Ole Miss fit? I agree with you, Zach. I need to to split up the D tier more. I wish I could add one. I guess I can't. Is there an option? I guess there's not. That's okay. That's all right. But where does Ole Miss belong? I think that they would fit a step below these two, possibly. 
but above Tennessee, Auburn, Arkansas, Missouri, Mississippi State right now. I think they would kind of fit in that window. So here's what we'll do. Put Ole Miss here in C. I'll put Tennessee down in the F. Possibly Arkansas down here as well. But here's the problem with this format. Tennessee and Arkansas are going to be better than Vanderbilt and South Carolina. I like this idea. We'll go with this. We'll remove Alabama. If I can do that. Can I do that? For now, we'll put these two up here. This is how I think it should look. How's that? So for those of you listening in podcast form, just for the sake of conversation, although I think Alabama's better, I have Alabama, Georgia, Texas A&M in Tier 1, LSU, Florida, Old Miss maybe, haven't decided on that one yet, in, uh, in Tier 2, Auburn, Missouri, Mississippi State in Tier 3 for now, Tennessee, Arkansas, Kentucky in Tier 4, and South Carolina, Vanderbilt in Tier 5. What would you guys change about that? Um JP says, we'll go to the comments first. JP says, Borky is firmly in the corner of the Joe Burrow-led Tigers as being an outlier for sure. Yep. I think it was Burrow, Brady, and a perfect storm that led to uh, to that. Aaron says, Florida going to be Florida. They always have been a <laughs> ghetto program. <laughs> Except for the years when Tim Tebow was there, although he had some teammates that were, um, you know. JP says Auburn could very well be back in Tier 3, and Aaron says I have Auburn going 4-8. and eight. I could see that. I mean, we'll find out if Bo Nix was a product of bad coaching or if Bo Nix is a bad quarterback. Any defense, and they could be Tier 3. Graphic design is my passion, yeah. So what do you think about this? I mean, I, I think you could make an argument right now for possibly this. Where Auburn and Ole Miss are on a tier, uh, Missouri, Kentucky, Tennessee, Arkansas, Mississippi State. But also, I mean, I'm kind of a believer in Eli Drinkwitz. I'm kind of a believer in Arkansas, um, excuse me, in Eli Drinkwitz at Missouri. Zach's saying to flip Arkansas and Mississippi State right now. Um, Arkansas did kind of beat up on Mississippi State last year, didn't they? Uh, this is tough. This is a lot tougher than I thought it was going to be, as it turns out. Uh, you guys know this if you listen to the radio show. I'm not a believer in Arkansas. I think last year, well, they played hard and looked good at times. Uh, their lack of talent on the roster shined a little bit towards the end of the season, and they kind of fell back down to reality. Um, this is really tough. This is really tough. I do think Mississippi State will be better than Tennessee. I think Kentucky will be better than Tennessee. I think Missouri will be better than Tennessee. How's this? What do you guys think about this? So Alabama by themselves, Georgia, Texas A&M in one. 
The next one down, LSU and Florida. The next one down, Auburn and Ole Miss, followed by Missouri, Kentucky, Mississippi State, and Arkansas. And then Tennessee, South Carolina, and Vanderbilt. This one looks okay with Alabama on a tier of their own. Doesn't sound so bad here. This makes sense. I'm not as down on Auburn as some people. Texas, yeah, Tennessee is, has way too much invested in football to be in the F tier, but their media days was so bad. Well, I'm looking at this from a team this year perspective. Who's going to play quarterback at Tennessee? Who's going to play anything, honestly? I mean, they lost almost 30 guys to transfer, including most of their best players. They lost an entire recruiting class's worth of players going into this season. So it might be a tough road for Tennessee. Not as tough, though, as Vanderbilt and South Carolina. There are people in the state of South Carolina that think the the goal should be a bowl game for the Gamecocks. No way that it's going down like that. Absolutely no way, in my opinion. And, hey, I've been wrong before. I've been wrong a lot, actually. Wrong more than I'm right, usually. But uh, there is no way, to me, that South Carolina is making a bowl game. I think they are the second worst roster in the SEC. Uh, Who knows about quarterback play? Who knows about offense? I don't. Uh, They've got a really good running back and a first-round caliber defensive end, and the rest of the defense uh, is awful. And they didn't bring in much talent either. Their recruiting class was bad. Didn't really take advantage of the transfer portal. I think Vanderbilt and South Carolina are on a level of their own right now. I think they're going to be easy wins for basically everybody in the SEC. And I wouldn't be surprised if Vanderbilt beat South Carolina this year. I am not a believer in the Gamecocks at all. Not at all. Williams asking, where would you have Texas and Oklahoma? I would have Oklahoma with Georgia and A&M with Alabama above them. Um. Craig, shut up, man. (laughs) In fairness, I didn't design this. This is a website. No website. I'm using a service here. Uh, Yeah, I would have Oklahoma up here alongside Georgia and Texas A&M. I I really like Lincoln Riley. I like the Oklahoma program. I think that they have really taken advantage of the transfer portal to fill holes that they had. It should be a national championship contending caliber football team. I got some pushback on the radio show yesterday when I said that Oklahoma right now, if you plugged them in to a current SEC schedule, they'd win 11 games. And people are like, oh, no, that's not true. Winning 11 games is hard. Yes, it's hard, but Oklahoma is more talented than everybody but one team in the SEC, and they're on equal footing talent-wise as Georgia with likely better quarterback play. People are ignoring Oklahoma's just elite level everything lately because they don't have SEC on their chest. Uh, Texas, I would have somewhere in the Ole Miss, somewhere down here. Uh, I would put Texas like here. I think Texas and Ole Miss would be similar. I, I, I looked this up yesterday. I know it's kind of a simpleton, uh, simpleton take here. But Texas football's last 11 records, okay, last 11 records, they went 13-1, and and then their last 11 records since then, 
So they went 13 and 1 in 2009. They went 13 and 1 and lost in the national championship game to Alabama. Since then, okay, since 2009, here are their records. Five and seven, eight and five, nine and four, eight and five, six and seven, five and seven, five and seven, seven and six, ten and four, eight and five, seven and three. And that's while playing in the Big 12 when the league has been as down as it possibly could have been. And that is what they've produced. And my question yesterday was what are people scared of? We heard it from some people on the radio show. I mean, Doug Gottlieb was on uh, the J Boy show, which is a successful. live like video YouTube social media video slash podcast show. And Doug Gottlieb said something like Ole Miss and, and Mississippi State and Kentucky fans are should be mad because they're never going to win anything again because Texas is joining the SEC. What should SEC fans be afraid of again? What should they be afraid of again? When that is what Texas has produced in the last 11 years, what should they be scared of? Honestly. So I would have Texas somewhere here in, in, in this window, somewhere somewhere around here, honestly. Um, I think Sark is a good coach. Maybe he'll turn it around, but the results for Texas have not proven anything, honestly. They haven't proven anything. So why should I think that they would step into the SEC and suddenly be dominant when Kansas State's been better than them, when TCU has been better than them in the Big 12? You think you're going to step into the SEC and suddenly produce? Give me a break. I don't buy it. I don't buy it at all. Zach has zero faith in Josh Heupel. Um, his offenses are good. I just I think he's dealing right now with a deck that is stacked against him. And so that's why I would fit them down there. John says, can we have a PowerPoint presentation tomorrow? Arkansas and UK better than state and Missouri. Just my two cents. So John would have uh, Kentucky and Missouri a tier ahead of Mississippi State. That's fair. Or excuse me, excuse me, no. I I was putting Missouri up there. You have Arkansas and Kentucky ahead of Mississippi State. It's fair right now. Arkansas beat Mississippi State last year. Kentucky held Mississippi State scoreless last year. That's fair. This is a lot tougher than I thought it was going to be, <laughs> as it turns out. But uh, this was fun. This was uh, this was a, a lot of fun, actually. Uh, I don't know about Kentucky offensively right now. I, I mean, they have good running backs, but who's going to play quarterback? What's the scheme going to look like? Arkansas, they've got good wide re- group of wide receivers replacing a quarterback we'll see there I think the roster is still not there yet um, but if you told me that Arkansas belonged on the same tier with uh, with Ole Miss and Auburn I'd, I'd buy that for sure and I don't even know if Ole Miss fits right here yet they got to stop somebody first you got to stop somebody uh, but they just did and will continue to score so much on people How's this one look? Alabama, Georgia A&M below, LSU Florida below, Ole Miss Arkansas, Auburn below, Mississippi State, Tennessee, Missouri, Kentucky below, and then Vanderbilt and South Carolina below. How's that one look? 
<laughs> Zach said, hey, we had a safety, and you can't say they held our offense scoreless. We threw a pick six, too. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, that game could have been different if they just execute in the red zone. Could have been. Um, not in love with where Arkansas is, JP says. I'm not in love with where Auburn is either. I don't know what to do with with this right here at all. I mean, have you guys seen who the OC at Auburn's going to be? Have y'all looked that one up yet? Uh, that's going to be tough to tough to watch if he has full reins of the offense. That's going to be tough to watch. I think I'm more likely to put Tennessee at the bottom than I am alongside Missouri and Kentucky and Arkansas and State, honestly. I expect them to be quite bad. It's Mike Bobo, JP. It's Mike Bobo. Yeah. That's going to be tough to swallow. I'm kind of a believer in Missouri. I think I said that earlier, didn't I? Yeah, I, I kind of – I think we didn't get to see what an Eli Drinkwitz coached team was really going to look like last year because COVID just decimated their program. Uh, and they still looked okay. And I like Bazelak. I think he looked good at the end of last year as well. That might be a team that surprises some people this year. Nobody's really looking at Missouri as some kind of contender. I don't think they are, but they'll be a tough out. They'll be a tough out for sure. So how about that? How about that? Don't sleep on the Aggies. Do not sleep on the Aggies at all. I think this one fits. I think this one works. So any other news in college football that I may have missed? I I don't think there's, uh, I I think everything's kind of slowed down some in the expansion conversation. I think we're finally transitioning from talking about who's going to join what conference to, all right, fall camp, training camp is beginning and we can actually talk about football here for a little while. Uh, We did talk about it some on the radio show yesterday. It sounds like currently today the SEC is content with being at just 16. That's encouraging. That's really encouraging. There's apparently a line of thinking that at what point do we stop being a conference when, um, when we continue to add teams? Zach says, I can't wait to see it get ripped apart by Brian and Richard. Yeah, that would require them having depth. And, uh, and nuance in, in terms of uh, like actually explaining their reasoning other than just, oh, I disagree. Well, why? Well, I don't know. Now, if you're going to say you disagree with something, then actually, actually do it. You know, like show your work, if you will. Don't get a whole lot of that on that show. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get ripped for that one too, aren't I? Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. So thank you guys uh, for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed that. I don't know if that was great for podcast audience since they don't have a visual, but the majority of you watch this as opposed uh, to listening to this. So thank you for being a part. I had fun this morning. We'll start doing this with other things. Oh, there's something I did want to show you, by the way. Not sports related, but I wanted to show you something. This news reporter yesterday, this is one of the funniest damn things I've ever seen. This news reporter is doing a live stand-up, not talking about what's happening behind him, has no idea what's happening behind him, and you have got to see 
what happens. Uh, this is hysterical. So I don't know what he's reporting on, and I can't play the audio for you. So this, he's doing a stand-up in front of a lake about something else, and there is a situation going on behind him. And he he doesn't he has no idea that this happens until uh, until it is too late. So let me share this with you again. Let's see, Chrome tab caught on camera. All right, here it is. Can you guys see this? I'll expand it for you so you can see the entire thing. Hopefully that works. Watch this behind this reporter. Look at this truck. Oh, man. For those of you that are uh, listening, there's a truck behind this news reporter trying to back into a boat slip, and the truck goes all the way into the water. You'll get a better visual here in a second, I promise. Look. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, that, I mean, I, I feel bad for laughing because that just had me about ruining that guy's year. But what are you doing? <laughs> oh, man, that's a tough scene there. Tough, uh, tough scene there. So anyway, anyway. Sorry, podcast listeners, you can't see it. I, it's on uh, breaking911.com if you want to watch it. it's uh, This guy's doing a stand-up news report, and behind him, a truck is trying to back his way into a uh, into a boat slip, and the truck backs all the way, all the way into the water and submerges in like five seconds. Um, no one was inside the vehicle, so it's good to, you know, it's okay to laugh because nobody got hurt or nobody was in danger. Uh, truck just backs right into the lake and sinks right away. He must have had windows down or something, but right behind this news reporter. (laughs) Anyway, uh, John says, good job. I appreciate you, man. I I really do. I appreciate you guys. Uh, That was kind of on the fly. I I just, I had stuff written down here about talking conference expansion and the Pac-12 and all that. I don't know about you guys. I'm kind of done with it. Nothing's happening right now. The the report about Clemson and Florida State, the report was clearly bogus, uh, made up for engagement, and it worked. Um, so I'm kind of done with it right now. There's going to be no more movement, so why not talk about something else? That was my, my thinking. So I pulled an audible at the last second and uh, did the tier ranking. So hope you enjoyed it. Uh, there's some NFL stuff I want to talk about tomorrow. And, and of course, uh, diving more into uh, getting ready for the season and uh, hopefully talk a little Southern Miss as well here uh, here soon. They took advantage of the transfer portal. And uh, we'll talk about that some tomorrow as well. So subscribe to the YouTube channel, Michael Borky on YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And if you like what you hear, don't forget to like the video. I would appreciate that very much. And uh, hope you guys had fun. And hope you guys are enjoying this as much as I am. The streaming thing is fun, and uh, a lot of you are listening, so I appreciate you. And for now, catch us on the radio tomorrow, uh, or this afternoon, and I will see you tomorrow morning. Y'all have a good day, and I'll talk to you then.
Talk Mississippi Media Production.